welcome to podcasting is the new kink we are on part five talking about kindred the series and the novel the series versus the novel sometimes <laughs> all that good stuff today i'm going to be talking about some notable elements of the series some things that really stood out to me and some other things that i just want to note and want to talk about so let's do it So the first thing I want to talk about, I just want to give a shout out because I thought they were really cool. Uh, The title sequences, they were very simple and kind of plain, but always had like a really cool transition or motion or something. Um, I love those. I really like cool, simple, but with a twist. (laughs) So those were really cool. So shout out to the production team, whoever had that idea to do the title sequences like that. Good job. (laughs) The next thing I'm going to talk about is the episode titles. So all of the episode titles were women's names, except for number three and number four. Now, I just want to (laughs) say... I think that they missed a really good moment to do something poetic or do something a little more creative, right? Yes, the six out of eight titles were women's names, and those were kind of cool because the title pretty much summarized the episode, right? So the first episode was titled Dana, right? And it was all about Dana, right? Our introduction to her, to what's going on in her world, to where she's coming from, right? The second episode was called Sabina, which was, I don't know, I'm a little confused about that. Maybe somebody can point something out to help me out with my confusion, right? Because I'm assuming... Again, it's titled Sabina. So I think that Sabina is the enslaved woman who was given to the doctor as payment when Tom couldn't pay for the services that the doctor provided. But Tom called her Samana. (laughs) So... I don't know. Maybe I missed something. I watched these episodes twice at least. um, And that is what I picked up from it. But again, maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. I think that was really weird to call it Sabina if her name is Samana. Or maybe Tom is just calling. I don't know. I really don't know. But that is something I wanted to point out. What the heck is going on with that? Episode number three is called Furniture. Um, There is a moment in the episode where Sarah talks about how Margaret sold her sons like they were furniture. Definitely a deep moment, touching moment. Um, But yeah, furniture. I don't know. I think they really missed a chance to do something great there. And then number four 
titled The Waiter from Two Nights Ago. Like, y'all just threw everything off with this one. <laughs> like, at least furniture is one word, right? At least Sabina is a woman's name, which goes with the rest of everything. Those kind of just, like, fall into a theme and make it cohesive. The waiter from two nights ago sticks out like a sore thumb. Like, I don't... It just wasn't a great choice. You could have titled it Kevin. <laughs> That's who the waiter from two nights ago is, right? But I don't. I really don't know what they were trying to do here. Um, yeah, that's just it. I'll just stop there because, yeah. Episode five is titled Winnie. That's where we meet Winnie, who is Tom's new girl, as they call her. Um, episode six is titled Celeste. That is the woman who dies in childbirth. Episode seven is titled Jane, which whew, um, this episode, Tom takes Kevin into town and they see a show, which is, y'all know these racist white people were fucking horrible. Let me just say that, get that out. The show was them getting a black man drunk and making the black man rape the black woman whose name was Jane. That's all I'm going to say about that. And episode eight was named Alice. And, you know, if you read the book or seen the show, that Dana is Alice's descendant. Alice is like the person to save back in the past because she is who would continue the lineage so that Dana could be born. So yeah, episode titles. The next thing I want to note or talk about or point out, um, y'all, Dana's curls stayed popping for a lot longer than I think they should have. And I'm not complaining about the curls popping. I am a natural sister. We love the curls. We love the natural hair. But back in the enslaved South, I just don't think her hair would have remained that way. Later on, about halfway through the series, we now see her hair in braids with like the two flyaway parts in the front, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't really care for that, but I loved her curls, okay? Loved the curls, loved the natural hair. I think the hairstylist did pretty good with the hair of most of the actors and actresses, specifically the Black women. That's really who I'm looking at, y'all know. That's really the only hair that matters <laughs> to me, you know, because I am a black woman, a black natural woman. So that's all I'm really going to talk about. Um, yeah, I expected to see maybe a little bit more dryness, <laughs> a little bit more like lint in your hair and like, you know, just not clean and not popping curls. Um, I feel kind of 
torn about that because like, you know, natural hair is a big thing that keeps being brought up. Whether we can wear our natural hair in the workplace is something that still continues to be debated. It's 2023. What the fuck, right? But whatever. Um, Yeah, so I just wanted to point that out. Loved her natural hair. Not sure if it should have been looking that good. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Pink Lady here. I'm a podcast producer, director, coach, and host. And I want to tell you all about my production company, Pink Lady Productions. We collaborate with creatives like you who are driven to share your message by launching your podcast from A to Z and coaching you through the process. To learn more about our services, check out our website at pinkladyprod.com. That's P-I-N-K-L-A-D-Y-P-R-O-D.com. Okay, so the next thing I'm going to talk about is just the general, like, scene setup and the settings that time was a very nasty, dirty time, like unsanitary, unhygienic. I don't even know if that's a word, but all of that, that is like the times, right? But in the series, I didn't see any of that. I think that was definitely missing. They showed the cookhouse so many times. They showed you know, Dana being whipped at the end. They showed all of these things and there were moments that we could have seen a lot more blood and, you know, guts and flies even, just things to signify that this was a dirty, nasty time for us, right? I think that would have helped build the setting. Um, This was shot in Georgia. So (laughs) Georgia got the bugs. You feel me? Like, I don't, I'm a little confused as to why that was a choice. I don't know if that was like a conscious choice. Like, y'all, we're going to get rid of the bugs. Or if they just shot at a time when like maybe all the bugs were sleeping, (laughs) you know, maybe it was the winter and all the bugs were dead or, or gone hibernating or whatever they do. Right. I don't know. But I think that is definitely something that was missing. In the book, Dana was always talking about diseases and plagues and all of that that stuff, right? And to give a little credit, in the series, we do have the scene with the doctor and he's like disgusting, coughing all over himself, talking about he don't have time to wash his hands and shit, right? But it just wasn't enough. I think we needed a lot more and just to see visually not in the dialogue, these things, these flies, this like pool of blood, these um, uncooked meats, right? Like just all of that, all that. And the last thing I'm going to talk about today is something that has been coming up for me a lot. Um, Just in general, in these things that I'm watching that are supposed to be about Black stories, right? They're supposed to be telling Black stories, but they sneak in this like theme of having empathy for white women. I watched this series called Them. 
It is an Amazon original. It was actually really great, a really dope, different story. Um, The tagline says, a black family moves into an all-white Los Angeles neighborhood where malevolent forces next door and otherworldly threaten to taunt, ravage, and destroy them. That is a perfect tagline because that is exactly like what happens. This black family moves into this all-white neighborhood in Los Angeles and shit pop off, okay? It gets real crazy. But within this storyline, we see the background of one of the racist white women, like the leader of the racist white women. We get her backstory and we learn that she was abused by her father. This annoys the fuck out of me because fuck her. Why do we need to have empathy for her? It's actually very upsetting to me because it's like, damn, can we get anything of our own? This is a Black story. This is, you know, filled with Black characters and it's like pro-Black and everything. But we still got to have these scenes of this white woman and feel bad for her about the shit that she going through. No, that's them. (laughs) The show, them, but that's them, right? But in Kindred, it's the same type of thing. You have the scene with the doctor and him treating Margaret, right? And you have how Tom treats Margaret. You have how Rufus treats Margaret. And I just kept getting this sense of feel bad for her because she only lashes out because of what she's been through. But also, fuck Margaret. Like, just because people have been through something, don't give them the right to take it out on you. And I think it's so personal to me because I remember when I was working for a theater company in Brooklyn, I was riding with the producer to the venue and we were having a conversation. I have no idea what the conversation was about. I think it was about Trump or the presidency or something. I don't know. Um, But somehow the conversation ended up with her telling me that she just wishes that people would understand the fear that white women feel. The fear that white women feel they're afraid of their fathers and their husbands. And so they do these things to, you know, be validated by their fathers and their husbands, whether they agree with them or not. And I just remember feeling like, bitch, will you shut the fuck up? Like, I did not want to engage in that at all. I, like, just kind of, like, uh uh-huh, smile and nod type thing, right? Where I just was agreeable in the moment. And I wish I would have told her, like, well, what the fuck do you think Black women experience? We get it from our fathers, our husbands, and (laughs) y'all. The fuck, you know? So it was like, it was very annoying. It was like, 
deal with your shit. Stop trying to put it on me. Stop trying to make me feel bad for you to explain what you do. Nah. (laughs) Yeah, I just, that's it. I'm going to leave that there. But yeah, like, I guess this is a specific comment to our producers and our creators and everybody who is in this world of making movies, especially us Black people who are making movies for us, right? Stop including the fucking storyline about the damn white woman's sadness and going through her shit and this is why she is the way she is because we don't give a fuck. We don't care. Fuck that bitch too. So, (laughs) got a little riled up at the end there, but I'm just passionate about what I'm talking about. So, stay tuned because there is a lot more passion that I got to give. (laughs) Next week, we are going to be talking about themes from Kindred, and that's going to be a great conversation. So, stay tuned. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything I talked about on this episode, you can DM me on Instagram at PinkLadyProd. That's P-I-N-K-L-A-D-Y-P-R-O-D. Or you can email me at Jasmine at PinkLadyProd.com. Jasmine is spelled J-A-S-M-I-N-E. If you want more info about Pink Lady Productions or me, you can visit our website at pinkladyprod.com. Subscribe to Podcasting is the new kink for updates on new episodes, and please feel free to share it. Also, please rate and review the show. Peace.